So welcome to gripping reality. It is a mess today. Calm. Reality is a mess. In what way is reality a mess, in your opinion? (laughs) Well, my opinion, according to everybody out there, and I mean everybody, my opinion is the only one that matters. All right. Okay. I'm good with that. Right. This is the only one that matters. Yeah, well. Everyone, always, no one, never. Wait a minute. Anybody? The trigger words. We're hearing the the yard bombs. You know when you go out in the middle of the night to get your newspaper and the dog has been out before you? You got to watch those yard bombs. Never, always, those are the same as as yard bombs. Don't, (laughs) Don't step in them. Well, it's snowing in your world. It's snowing in my world. It just today. happens so, to me, but people could be watching this in July. So it's not snowing where they are. They well, they be might watching this that. in they could be watching this in Brazil. It's okay. not snowing in Brazil. So PEMB doesn't matter. Huh? We're going to we're going after PEMB. Perceptions, right. emotions, motivations, and behaviors. Right? That's what we call it that, yeah. This is yeah, podcast nine zero zero nine. That is not how you do nine. Nine is like this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many languages do you speak? Obviously not English. I speak English really well. English. Yeah, I'll bet you do. I'm working well, on my 75th language, which is uh, smoke signals. Unfortunately, <laughs> the wind blows from your direction towards me, so you're never going to see what I write. All right, motivations. Let's go. Motivations. Yes. Get them in the right order this time. Okay. We got we to gotta catch people up to date in case this is the very first podcast they ever watched. Uh, yeah, we okay. call PEMB the four complexes. Of how human beings experience reality and find their place in it. Now, I know there's an objective reality that some scientist somewhere has reduced all of existence to. But we don't live that way. We live by our perceptions and then our emotional response or reaction. Our motivations and our complex of how we prepare to act. And then our behaviors, whether we act out or whether we choose not to act. We're going to get to that next in podcast 10. Uh, But the reality is that those four complexes aren't static and separated. They actually interact with each other once they're triggered. Typically, not always, but typically an event occurs in the outside world or in the inside world. And then you perceive that through your complex of perceptions. You have a response or a reaction to that through your complex of emotions. You prepare to act from your emotions and your perceptions through your motivations. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And then behaviors are either engaged actions or disengaged actions. And we're going to talk about that in podcast 10. Then they start interacting and influencing each other. So we'll get to that in future podcasts, but the reality is the kind of the the pure scientific idea of motivations is what we're talking about today. And we're doing this uh, 
I mean, it's not, it's kind of a divergence from our normal podcast thing where we're taking specific kinds of themes or topics of the day and, and relevancy. Subjects, to questions, on life, subject, controversies, you know, yard bombs. Yeah, and we're doing this. Yeah, yard bombs. We're doing this. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. We're doing this so that there's a frame of reference. So when we are talking about those kinds of things later on, uh, we'll refer back to 7, 8, 9, and 10, right. and you can go back and listen and get a better idea. And so this may tend to be a little more, I may be a little more cerebral in sense of just content driven, but we want you to hang in there and to listen to it. Uh, because it'll give you a very, very good framework of understanding really. And the day that we become dry teachers, we're going to turn into dust and blow away. So that's yeah, we're, we're gonna hang it up. not going to happen. No, not it is gonna not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So motivations, we, we so put motivations on there. This is going to be dry and boring. Some kind no, of no, clinical. No. There's an exam, a surprise exam today following class. You know, it, well, well, yeah, you know what the exam's going to be? It's going to be multiple choice on how you stomp out landmines. Yes. And there's one question. Did you survive to the end of this podcast? Yes or no? If yes you put yes, no. you get 100%. If you put no, well, you weren't there to take the test, so we'll fill Doesn't in the matter. answer for you. Let's do something serious here. Yeah, so we're talking about flexibility when we're talking about these the specific idea of motivations. And so no, we are... not flexible. Kind of, yes. We call it fluidity. Fluidity, flexibility. Sorry. It, it's an F word. Okay? I mean... <laughs> Be real careful with that. We're, we're regularly asked if these are suitable for children. We want to be able to have them suitable for children. So pick the correct F word. Fluidity. Well, you know, the, the F word that can't be used in my house is failure. So okay. that's... <laughs> That's the word I use, That's a good right? Word. No, I like that. Okay. So, okay, so it, let's let's have a, a, a an actual moment of teaching. Motivations okay. are how you connect emotion to behavior, and it and it pulls in perceptions. So the what we say, just for the sake of being able to start somewhere in a description, there are five motivational drivers. And we're going to talk about what those five are. But the five motivational drivers, like the others, have a variable factor. And the variable factor for this one we call fluidity. Right. Is it highly fluid, subject to change, able to twist and turn and move back and forth? Right. Or is it solid? Is it rigid? Is it foundational? Uh, is, it, is it something that just does not change at all? That, Very that sounds important. Like that sounds like flexible and inflexible, but that's okay. I won't. Yeah, flexible and inflate. I mean, we, we can use it. I mean, throw any word out there you want. Make up your own word if you want. I don't care. We do it, as all, we as, do it all the time. But as long as there's a variable factor between right. what allows the motivation to shift and change and, and move around more easily or whether it's fixed and solid. Now, one of the very important things that we teach, and we teach it frequently You'll probably get bored with this idea. There is nothing intrinsically right about being flexible. 
And correspondingly, there is nothing in, intrinsically right about being rigid or wrong. It's neither good nor bad. It's neither right nor evil. It's just a factor. And being able to honestly grip the reality of what your motivations are becomes an incredibly important aspect of being able to do something about it, handle it, manage it. So what we're saying is, if your motivation, as we go through these five drivers, you'll find sometimes you're very flexible, sometimes you're very rigid, and it's neither good nor bad to be flexible or rigid in any given situation. What's important is the two questions. Two questions. Right. What's it doing to you and what are you going to do about it? And that's really the point you need to be here because I, I'm sitting here thinking there's a guy that has his coffee sat down and said, oh, I think I'll listen to these two old guys and see what they're saying. We're not and old. At this point, no, no, no. And at this point, oh, two dudes. People 68 are old. Old. Okay. We are not these, old. Okay, these two dudes that are sitting here talking, and he gets to this point, and he's listening and going, well, they stand for nothing. You know, they... Sit down. Yeah, well, they have they it. stand for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a so, <laughs> It's what is it doing to you, and what are you going to do about it? Because it's your response to this whole thing. Right. Therein lies... The key. All right, let's and get some substance uh, up here because people right. are having a hard time wrapping their brains around. All right, well, before before we go there, I want to just real quick think in the sense of, if you will, this dynamic of the five drive, the five drivers here, and we're going to go across. And the top is really flexible. The bottom tends to be or fluid. The bottom tends to be rigid or solid. And just think of it in that kind of continuum when we describe these. So it makes sense, like a chart, boom, 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 and it moves up and down. I love the so, fact that you use the Latin word, continuum. Anything ending in U-M except when you stutter trying to think of your next word as in, um, that doesn't count. But any word ending in U-M is a Latin word that refers to a noun. So it's continuous. Yes, it's that's. I'm telling you the truth. A continuum, a continuum is that it moves all the way through the entire scale. So all five drivers right. have flexibility or fluidity in them, right. and all five of them can be very rigid and solid. But the tendency is the first one we talk about is much more fluid than solid. And the last one we talk about is much more solid than fluid. But there's a real continuum in there. So the two right. questions we're coming back to all the time, what does it do to you? What are you going to do with it? Those are the critical questions. So the first one is, drum roll. First driver, we, 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 we struggled for language. So just go with us. And if you come up with better words, more power to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We'll be we thrilled. Can, we call it conversation or thoughts. When you have a thought in your mind, most people, not all of us, but some people, will use words to have a mental conversation about an idea or a topic. You think through, hmm, do I want pizza tonight or do I want a sub? So you're actually thinking those words, conversation going on in your mind. And when you have a thought or some kind of a conversation with another person, 
the outcome, the, the way in which you're framing it is not set. It's still fluid. Now, it can be a little bit more fixed than that. It's not just absolutely at the top, totally fluid, but conversations or thoughts, thinking process, I'm going to, I'm going to think something through tends to be more fluid as a motivator. Right. right. And so the, 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 the whole dynamic here is that this is the ability to entertain input from various sources that you are still in process. So I would see it as you're, you're really a much, you're, you're in process of pulling pieces together. There's not this sense of real rigidity or fixedness in what you're thinking. You want to have dialogue. You want to have die, meaning two, coming in conversation. We're not doing monologue here. We're doing dialogue when we start talking about thoughts and how that works. So thoughts are very different, though. But, you, but monologue is also important. When you go out for a walk or you're just kind of mulling yes. over something, you have a conversation going on with yourself. There's all kinds of words in English that we can use for how thoughts and conversations work. You've right. got several of them. One is a conversation or a discussion or a right. dialogue or an right. interaction. I mean, there's tons of words that go right. into that, right. but it's still when your motivation is fluid. Call it driver one. Driver one, first gear, is when everything is subject to change based on more information, discovery, how you kind of muse about it, how you think about it in your own mind. So that's driver one. Starting recording. Now it says starting okay, recording. Okay, here we go. All right, so driver number two. Driver two. Old, driver two. So we would call viewpoints or opinions. So let's go back to the let's go back to the, the illustration of I want to have dinner tonight. So uh, pizza or sub? What do I want? Pizza or sub? So what would you do with that? What are what would be a viewpoint that you would pull together at that point? Well, so you're having a discussion with your family, so some significant people who are sitting around the table, and you say, so what do you guys want for dinner, pizza or sub? And people go, ah, I don't know, I don't care. And then one person says, pizza, absolutely. I had a sub for lunch. I had a leftover sub from yesterday. Um, you know, I, I, it dripped on all over my clothes. I still have stains from the sauces. Do not get a sub. I hate subs. I don't want a sub. Get a pizza. Now, we've moved from a conversation, which was very fluid, to one person has a viewpoint, a very strong opinion. And the question is, does everybody else overvote that by having a different opinion that combines together? Or four people in the family say, pizza, 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 pizza. And the mom says, I'm paying for this, so I'm getting a sub and we're cutting it five ways. If, Wait a what? <laughs> Just because you're paying for it? The power of the first, baby. The reality that's is, right. if I'm paying right. the bill... My opinion is the only one that matters. And that's right. how conversations go or decision-making, preparing to, to act, right. 
is what is your motivation? How fixed or solid is it? When you have an opinion or a viewpoint that is more rigid, more foundational right. Right. than a thought or a conversation is. Right. That's why we put it second. So the second right. motivational driver, for want of a better term, you can call it driver two or second gear, but it is uh, uh, opinion and viewpoint. There's a lot of words that can go into that, but that's how we phrased it. Less so you, fluid, right. more solid than a right. conversation. So you can see how that, if you look at the continuum across, you can see how that moves down being a little more inflexible, a little more less fluid, and it moves down because now this is this is where we're at. So the third one that even becomes less flexible, less fluid, has to do with values, which now it's pretty simple because so now we're at a point, we're talking pizza or sub, and you have a value that says, I want something that is, you know, is healthy. I want something that is low calorie because I'm trying to. Or I want something different than I had right, for I want, lunch. Exactly. So <laughs> my value is I want some change, right? So, but but now that becomes much more uh, inflexible. If I'm someone who is saying, "Look, I, you know, I'm I'm on this great quest to lose another five pounds. I've done really well. My value is I'm not eating any dairy at that level." where there's tons of carbs in it, and so on, and so on, and so on. That now has become a much stronger, inflexible motivation that's going on here that I won't be moved from. And or yet, I'm less likely. I'm less exactly. likely that's, to be moved that's, from. That's, that's, and that's my point, is that right. I'm less likely, but there is a real sense that this is becoming much more, if you will, fixed and where I am. So it depends on the passion of what you're trying to do. Now, you have a heart condition and your doctor has told you, you better cut out all the cheese and fat and all that kind of stuff. Your values are going to be much more inflexible at that point because there is more writing on be. the table. If I'm willing to listen to my doctor exactly. and I believe what my doctor says. Says, I'm going to do that, yeah. right. But I'm saying that that's going to impact what goes on. So your motivation your driver at that point is going to be much different. And now, back up the rail, when we go back up the rail, there's going to be less discussion and flexibility and fluidity because your values tend to be more set. Right, so the, so the rest you, of the family says, so we're getting a pizza with double cheese, extra pepperoni, and anchovies on it. We're going to load this thing up, and we're going to get you a bone so you can chew on a bone because you have a heart condition. It's like, okay, thanks a lot. So the so the, each person's motivation can still be changing, somewhat flexible, but the person who is more rigid with a value or a, uh, a determination already set uh, is going to be able to stand their ground and the others may resist that and push back on that. But, I mean, that happens. But the a value, as we're using the word, is something that in my mind, in my way of thinking through how do I want to act, is a given. It's something that has value to me. It is something that is important right. in my thinking in my life. So the more valuable right. that is, the more important, the more 
foundational that given is, the more motivated I'm going to be to follow that. That way we call that third gear or driver three. We call it values and givens. And so then once that we look at the, the, the sense of where now we're moving into less and less, if you will, conversation or dialogue that shapes the thought and shapes the viewpoints and really even shapes the values, now we're moving into the fourth area, which we call habits, if you will, or muscle memory. Right. And that takes on a more inflexible or more or less fluid kind of motivation that now is going to impact it. So here's something interesting. As I'm listening to what you're talking about, you're describing some aspects of this by what it's not. You're using a yeah. negative image to describe it right. by saying right. it is more inflexible. So right. flexibility is an actual something. Right. And to be inflexible means to be lacking in that real quality, right. inflexible, and to be more inflexible means your mind has to work up and down the same scale at the same time. But it sounds like flexibility is the objective and right. inflexible moves away from that. Right. Good but point. when a person has a, 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 a habit, right. it is now solid. It's something right. that you've done over and over. Your muscle memory, you, you have a door to your bathroom and the door handle from the hallway, the door handle is on the right side. But you renovate your bathroom and you flip the door and put the door handle on the left. I guarantee you, not only in the dark when you can't see where you're going, but in the daytime, your right hand is going to go out to reach for that door handle and you're going to hit the hinges and then you're going to go, oh, yeah, it's over on the left. Because your muscle memory your habits are even stronger as a motivator than your values. Here's why we say that. Values sometimes run into conflict with each other. We saw that in the last presidential election. We see it in the coming of winter, uh, how you behave during COVID, which may be all passed by the time somebody's watching this. We're right in the middle of it right now. The vaccine just came out yesterday. So there is a value. I want to be healthy. I value being healthy. Right. But I also value my independence. I really think it is important to treat neighbors and others in my environment with care. But I also value being able to breathe and not have a mask over my face. So now I have two values that are in conflict with each other and that creates friction. That's a friction issue. Right. My habit is I don't ever put a mask on. I hate something covering my face. So I go out and I say, Oh man, I forgot my mask. I've seen this countless times walking into a store. Somebody comes right up to the, doorway and it says do not enter without a mask and i've seen over and over people go left it in the car and what happens is they have a certain habit that's ingrained as part of their motivational structure that 
we believe is actually more powerful, more foundational, more rigid than even values are. Because habits, you may want to change a habit, but you don't find a lot of friction in your habits. You will in your values, but you won't in your habits until you begin to change them. That's really hard to do. It's like digging mud out of the bottom of the river. That stuff is really solid down there. And it can be changed, but that's, that's a tough thing to do. Exactly. Exactly. And so that leads very simply uh, into uh, the, the final one, which we describe as culture. And we describe that as being the most, if you will, solid, the most inflexible. You're going to say inflexible. it. Inflexible. <laughs> I, I can read your mind. <laughs> and, and, We're saying and, culture or a corresponding word is identity. It's when a person says, I am a, and then fill in a blank. Now they're describing what their culture is. And it's now, it's now not just something that they do or they want or they like, or they enjoy. Now it is something they are. And, And when a person comes in their motivations to driver five, fifth gear, they're ready to just run in gear at a good high speed and the bumps in the road, the twists and turns don't require downshifting into something more flexible or subject to change. They are in the running gear. That's what culture is, a personal culture. Right. And I would say that one of the things I was thinking as you were talking again about habits and the dynamic is that, yeah, there's a sense of where, again, we come back being these five drivers being neutral in of themselves, flexibility, inflexibility, those are not positive, negative. We're not, we're not saying that, but we are saying that there's effect and the intensity of effect of these drivers uh, are, are, is very real. And when you're trying to grab a hold of what reality is and not understanding really how, why is it, why is it that I am being like this? Where is this, why is this other person, you know, why, where's that coming from? When we ask those two questions again, what's this doing to me and what am I going to do about it? The, the dynamic then of culture at this point is where you and I have had, we've had a significant amount of conversation about why is this so, there's, there's such this division where people no longer seem to want to have any kind of dialogue and we, I mean, it actually helped us develop this in a much uh, greater framework of the fluidity scale of high or low, because we, we have come to believe that when you come to that point of culture, it is not inherently good. It is not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, it's by living by principle, whatever you want to say at that level, but <clears throat> It can have incredible dynamic to it when you grab a hold of a culture that has no sense of where you're going to entertain anything up higher up the scale of fluidity to be able to consider maybe culture needs to have, and I know I use the word, but it needs to have some re-examination at this point because of the outcome of what I've seen it to do doing with other people around the, the challenge of that is now we're not talking about community culture human culture 
uh, in some senses we are. I mean, we can talk about these things in very, very grand scale. But the, but the key that we're trying to address right now is motivations as a complex within each individual. So I will have what I consider my culture. I'm East Coast Mike, you're West Coast Mike. When we use those words, we're identifying uh, something about ourselves by name, by identity. Right. I am an East Coast person, you are a West Coast person. What right. does that mean in terms of the culture of what am I motivated to do? Right. How am I motivated? How is that so preset that I that that my that my decisions about my actions require no brain power at right. all? It is just simply what I do. And yep. so being able to say, let's bring your culture up and start talking about a culture. So let's look at an issue. Let's take drinking alcohol. Okay. A person who is at the thought level, thinking, dialogue, conversation, uh, is presented with an opportunity. Would you like to have a beer? They think about that. Mm, am I thirsty? I don't know. It's uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. I got nothing going on. Sure, that sounds good to me. There's a conversation going on in their mind. They evaluate right. the idea of having a beer with a friend, right. sitting on a porch. Right. There's all these words that go into it. But the decision right. wasn't made until they make a decision based on driver one. Right. Sounds like a good idea to me. They have a beer. Yeah. If it's in second gear, if it's at viewpoint or opinion, hey, do you want to have a beer? Well, what do you got? Right. What do you mean, what do I got? Do you have a Pabst Blue Ribbon? Do you have a Bud Light? Do you have a Michelob? Do you have, oh, I have a craft beer. What? I have a viewpoint on that. I have an opinion on that. It's right. one of those dark German craft beers that tastes like honey. Ugh, you got to be kidding. I hate that stuff. Now, viewpoint is more fixed than just a random conversation. So right. you decide, right. yeah, I really like that. Right. I really don't like that. So you make a decision purely on that basis. Right. Then, if it's in driver three, you want to have a beer values are kicking in. I've got young kids. I'm the driver right. uh, of my car. I don't want to have one or two beers. I know this is Memorial right. Day weekend, uh, right. 4th of July. They're out checking sobriety and everybody. You know, my values are, I don't want to see my kids. I don't want my right. kids seeing me uh, having a beer and getting behind the wheel. So that's right. a value to me. That right. is much more fixed than do you have a craft beer or a patchouli right. ribbon right. or, eh, I don't know. Yeah, right. maybe, yeah, maybe no. So it's much more fixed. Exactly. When it gets to driver four, we're now at habit. You come over to my house. I say, you want a beer? What are you even asking a question for? Fill my glass. It's my right. habit. Right. Uh, it's the 4th you know, of July. I do that every 4th of July. Sure. You know, it's a, it's a uh, 9.30 at night. You want another beer? Ah, pff, you know, I'm at your house. I only live next door. The habits are already built. So what happens now is habit is much more fixed. And here's where alcoholism starts to creep in. An alcoholic will start using these various drivers as the validity for right. why they drink. It has right. nothing exactly. to do with the situation. It has nothing exactly. to do with the brand. It has nothing to do with the time of day, what anybody else thinks. Now it has become a habit. When it becomes right. culture, 
Right. Now the decision's already pre-made. Right. So the person doesn't even say, hey, do you want a beer? They get right. a glass, they pour a right. beer, they hand it to you. It's now your culture. Right. Or the flip side of that is that you can get into the, those, you can get in the first one, not have, you know, not even entertaining the conversation where someone jumps down because I'm someone who would never do that. I would never touch alcohol. And so my culture trumps everything before I even get there. You know, so that then becomes a very stringent, if you right. will, inflexible. And and the way you find place. that out is when you have a party, you're at a party and you're at a neighbor's house, they don't know you. And they say, hey, would you like a beer? And the last eight people that that neighbor asked, hey, do you want a beer? They said, yeah, sure. Give me one or eh, whatever. And you say, I am a non-drinker. I, right. I do declare my culture. I don't just say, no thanks, or let me think about it. Nah, maybe not today. Even though I never touch alcohol, I would just say, no, I'm good. I I just got a bottle of water. I had a root beer. But when I say, no, I am a non-drinker. I have now revealed my culture. My entire culture is built around not consuming alcohol. And I can explain my history, my foundations, my values, right. my thinking, my right. habits. I can put all that in there. Right. But my culture is, this is rock solid for me. This is the way it is. So We, we have a freeze moment. That, that's, that's how motivations come together. And that's how they impact the developing of what your reality is. Um, they do. As we see them intersecting in a Venn diagram that makes that those four heads come together from the PEMB, perceptions, emotions, motivations, and behaviors. And that dynamic then is what brings us to a point where we can start understanding how this impacts everything else that we're doing. So right now I'm looking at a frozen picture of Mike, which is really interesting since it's one of him laughing. And so I think at this point, I know this has been short today, but I think that we are hopefully have helped you understand what that means to deal with motivations. So if we can ever come back up and we can see each other. I'm I'm still moving on my side of the world. Okay. So now I can hear you. So this is good. So the reality is, is if you want, if you want, you want to find out or communicate with us, where do you go, Michael? You can go to grippingreality.com. You can go to, you can send an email. The easiest way to get started is send an email to Mike at grippingreality.com. And you can spell Mike with a Y or an I, and we exchange the information anyway. So if you have a question, an issue, a pushback, a different viewpoint, write to Mike at grippingreality.com and then uh, we'll throw it in there. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today and we will do the last one. Zero, zero, 10 podcast 10 and that will be on uh, behavior. So on have behaviors. a good day. Thanks. Yep. Bye bye.